hate you black bastards. You stink. I hate your black skin. I hate your black pants. I hate black pepper. I hate black keys on the piano. I hate my gums, because they black. I hate Whoopi Goldberg's lips. I hate the back of Forrest Whitaker's neck. <laughs> and most of all, I hate that black-ass Wesley Snipes. This is the Uncanny Eli. There we are. I knew he had something on, on the mark. So, uh, yeah, we are back with a brand new episode and a lot of bunch of crazy shit has happened this weekend. Well, this week in general. And we get a chance to talk about it because we got a bunch of stuff we're going to talk about. Infinity War and all that other crazy shit. But before then, Eli, I guess what I saw this this week. Did you go to the movies? I didn't. I didn't have a chance. to. I meant to, but oh, I didn't. Oh, oh, but you saw something. Yeah. I saw something. Yeah. Okay. On TV, uh, apparently when we was recording our last podcast at the same time that was going on was an OJ interview in 2006 where he basically confessed to the murder. <laughs> in 2006? Yeah, it was 2006, but they didn't air it until today. Was well, that uh, last week? Now, was that before or after he went to jail for some? That was before he went to jail okay. the second time or the first time, whenever he went. So that was before okay. then. Okay. But. <laughs> It was creepy. Okay, here's the thing. Eli, you didn't see it, did you? No, I did not. Okay, okay. So I saw it. And the thing is, he didn't confess, confess. He didn't say, I did it. It was the way he did it that was really, really, really weird. So the the interviewer asked him some questions like that. Like, I understand you didn't do it, OJ. But And then for some reason, he went on a long tirade. He was like, look, I didn't do it. But hypothetically speaking, if I did it, and then he started going this this long, like really, really detailed scenario about everything that was going on. And then all of a sudden he stopped using the hypothetical part of it and started talking, you know, in first person, like he was visualizing himself there and like starting to get emotional and shit there. And then all of a sudden he just started saying, and then was all said and done. I just looked around and stuff was everywhere. And the reporter like, what stuff? Blood. Yeah. And I had the glove and I must have dropped the glove and it must be how they found it later on. I'm like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> And then, like, he was getting, like, emotional and, like, want to stop talking. Like, he looked back and he like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that shit, you know. It was really fucking creepy. I felt bad for the reporter. I thought he was going to flip out or some shit right then. Didn't, so, he, didn't he write a book called If I Did It? Right. He wrote a book when he did it. But it was, it was really – he did write a book, but it was really, really weird hearing him describe it, Eli. It, it really felt like you were looking into the mind of a killer. Okay, yeah. It was creepy. Like, it was unnerving listening to him talk about those details, stuff like that. Like, whoa, God, I've never, I don't watch those serial killers like Charles Manson or some shit yeah, like that. The, describe the, how they do the this murder shit, you know? porn shows. 
yeah, I don't do that. So listen to this. I was like, okay, this is fucking creepy, man. You know, but yeah. he never came out and said it. But yeah, if you watch, you like, oh, yeah, he did that shit. So, so I have to say this, uh, white people on behalf of all black people, we apologize. <laughs> Because we understand we got way too happy back in the 90s when OJ got off. And maybe we would just fight for it at the time. But now this is 2018. We can we can admit it. We knew we knew we didn't want to admit it, but we knew. So, yeah, some people still in denial, though. Some people still want to do it. Some people still saying they're railroading OJ. Come on. man, They're not railroading OJ. He did the shit. So, yeah. Let me well, say anything else on the. Well, on the, that, oh, that 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 well, changed that changed the mood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me say. Oh, another thing. Uh, did you get a chance to sell? I, I want to ask you about this, Eli, because we we never get a chance to. Like I said, you, you're native on Black Thompson like that. So, did you get a chance to celebrate St. Patrick's Day? Uh, no. I I mean, not really. I just chilled out yesterday. Um, okay let me yeah. are are you allowed to celebrate saint patrick's day uh well uh, you know what i don't drink so i don't really give a fuck i haven't drank in a long time <laughs> but okay. you know i i used to work at a bar though for many years and i was forced to work saint patty's day and the saint the parade would go right in front of our bar so i had years of yeah dealing with you know drunken dumbasses and getting molested by old drunk ladies and shit and Hey, sounds fun. (laughs) You know, seeing really bad cover bands and drunken white people trying to dance to Brick House and shit. I've I've done that shit for years, you know. (laughs) Hey, St. Patrick's Day is fun as hell. I mean, like I said, I would just go down to the local pub. You know, white people would see me like, hey, take this beer. You know, some green beer. You get fucked up and get drunk with them shit like that. You're shitting green shit the next three days. So, like, that because I had no shit in it. But we're woke now, Eli. Oh, you yeah. know, is that, whoa, whoa, we're not, is, that, is that cultural appropriation now? If you no, I mean, yes, I'm, I'm appropriating another culture. Yeah. And no doing so I'm not allowed, you know, to participate in St. Patrick's Day anymore. It was it was cool, you know, two or three years ago. But now, you know, that we're conscious now, we're woke, you know, I'm not allowed to celebrate. That. I'm going to be Wakandan, Wakanda forever. But I'm going to be Irish this weekend. Like, I, I, I got to you know, pick one of them. So. You know what? Now that you bring that up, I saw on Facebook yesterday, there was a meme that said, pagans should not be celebrating St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Something about, I guess, because St. Patrick was Christian and, like, led a crusade against pagans, I guess, and killed. I mean, I mean, I, it sounds right to me because that's what they did to my people. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, walk for the court. Nope. So, so, but I just saw that, like, pagans should not be celebrating St. Patrick's Day or the blood or something. Yeah, the St. Patrick has pagan blood on his hands or some shit. <laughs> I'm like, damn, okay, way to suck the fun out of that one, millennials. <laughs> right. I don't know who St. Patrick's is. I don't know what he's famous for. I just know white people get drunk. You hang around white people, you will get drunk too. So yeah, you know, why not? You know, listen to some House of Pain and shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and shenanigans and shit. Right. I, I don't see a problem with it. I mean, it was an issue two years ago, but of course you can't do that now. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> now if they see you partying, you know, with white people on St. Patrick's Day, they will shame you. How dare you do that? You won't celebrate Juneteenth. I'm like, I don't even know when Juneteenth is. <laughs> you know, we know when St. Patrick's Day is. I just figured St. Patrick's Day is just like white boy day. It's like white boy. It's like they're one day to be, you know, celebrate whiteness. 
Yeah, if you're Irish, just means you're white to me. That's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but it's a cool white holiday. You know, it's not like you know National Confederate Flag Day. You know, some shit like yeah. that. You know, but I don't, I don't celebrate. Like, I, yeah, I don't have Italian Day. You know, I mean, maybe maybe Columbus Day is Italian Day or whatever. But I, I don't celebrate Columbus Day. You know? wait, 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 you guys are taking Columbus Day back though. I guess, yeah, I, that should be no, my day. Yeah, yeah. Last Columbus Day, it was uh. Yeah. Indigenous People's Day, yeah. Indigenous I, People's Day, yeah. I, I should take that day off. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Pay holiday and shit, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that's the thing right there. So, yeah, fuck it. I'm going to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. If you don't like want to take away my, my black card, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> be drunk as fuck when you take it. So, shit. Uh, that being said, anything else we got on the table before we move actually into the podcast where we just ramble about shit? Yeah, let, let's do it, man. Oh, right, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, like I said, we are going to start off with the part that we always talk about on the podcast. We're going to talk about the box office numbers, and this box office number is very interesting. The box office number is getting very interesting right now. So, Eli, this is, the, like I said, this is interesting. What made number one this weekend? I heard Black Panther topped it again. Black Panther topped it again, right. Woohoo, yeah. Fifth week in a row mm-hmm. with Black Panther. That is the first time that it happened with a movie since Avatar in 2009. Damn. Yeah, so it's never happened again. Uh, number two was Tomb Raider. Of course, oh, everybody everybody was expecting Tomb Raider to take up take the top spot. It didn't do it. Some people saying that is it just Black Panther was that strong or was Tomb Raider that weak? Now I'm gonna break these numbers down for you, Eli. Like I said, in Black Panther's fifth week, uh, estimated gross. Like I said, we won't get the actual numbers tomorrow, but estimated gross looking at 27 million, which is not bad for a fifth week. But they said. Tomb Raider in his first debut week did 23 million, which is bad for first week. So people were expecting Tomb Raider to have a better, you know, a better showing at the box office than what it did before. Especially getting like mixed reviews right now, and some people are mad because it's not Angelina Jolie and shit. We'll come back to Tomb Raider. Let's let's keep going. Uh, we also have number three. I can only imagine. Okay, what the fuck is that? I, oh, is that what the? Oh, that's a movie. <laughs> yeah. I, thought you, yeah. I thought you were saying something. <laughs> yes, that's that's a movie. Oh yeah, I don't I do not know. <laughs> movie? <laughs> whatever it is, it was number three, so it put some numbers up. So uh number four, like I said, we have a wrinkle in time, doing pretty Damn. bad. Damn, yeah. that, that's sad. Yeah, number that's like a second week is number four, so wow. Yeah. So I can only imagine beat a wrinkle in time. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, number five, we got Love Simon. You know the LGBT love story high school movie. Blah blah blah. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, going down the list, we also have number six or number five game. What well, number six game night? Peter Rabbit, Strangers Pray in the Night, Red Sparrow, and Death Wish 2018. So, like I said, we got a bunch of movies hanging in there. Um, before we get to the nitty gritty of it, let's go back to Tomb Raider. What we're talking about? Like I said, Eli. Um, it had a rough weekend did you have any interest in watching tomb raider i had no interest in watching tomb raider damn it eli <laughs> i i saw one of the old ones with what's her face but um i didn't give a shit and i don't remember much of it i remember there was monsters in it but i uh, there were monsters in it yeah yeah i i didn't care what i saw it was one of those sure i guess i'll go see it movies and i went to go yeah. see it and forgot about it pretty much I never really even played the game. Like I. You know. Okay, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Now we used to say this for the video game section, but we're gonna talk about this right now. Now look, Eli, I played 
the 2013 re- reboot version of the game. Like I said, the other games that came in the 90s, like, the games fucking suck. People don't play them games because they was, you know, horny high schoolers watching pixelated booze because at the time, like I said, there was no porn. That's all we had. So Lara Croft was like the first video game sex similar, though she was just like ones and zeros and, you know, boxes and shit, but whatever. Yeah. When they redid the game in 2013, they rebooted her and changed her. She became younger. She became like a like like female diehard, like John McClane. You know, like she was getting beat up and shit. You know, she had like arrows. She was like ruthless killer. It was a really, really fun game. It was a really fun game. Cinematic game. Even though I was playing the game, I was like, damn, if they just turn this to a movie, this would make a really good movie. But like I said, I haven't seen the movie yet, but it made me think it would. And especially with the way Alicia, v- whatever her name is, Vikander, Vikander, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Something like, okay. And she's she, not bad looking. I mean, shit. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, she's not yeah, bad looking, but, you know. But, you know, people want Angelina Jolie. They want the softcore porn like the other game did, you know, or, or the other movie yeah. did, you know. This ain't that. But I do like that Alicia Vikander, like, transformed her body to look like the video game character. Like, if you look at the game, how it was in 2013 and how the character looked, she looks just like that. I'm like, that's damn impressive, like, how you did that shit. That's you know, accuracy. And then they were even clips from the trailers. And I uh, was looking at trailers, like those trailer uh clips were straight from the video game. Like I remember those scenes in the game and even then they were like action set pieces where you were fighting so like, okay, that's pretty cool. But I got kind of depressed when I heard people saying that the game was kinda, you know, not the game, but the movie was mixed reviews and says boring and mesh up. I'm like, oh man. So it's making me wonder if I want to watch it or not. Now, just because people are saying this stuff about the movie, I keep getting confused, but the movie doesn't mean it's a bad movie. I, well, it may be it's a bad movie, but it doesn't mean I may or may not like it. But I don't know, Eli. I don't, I don't feel like spending my money on that or wasting two hours of my time to watch a bad movie that I had my hype so for and it kills my spirit. Yeah, I saw, I saw a clip where she was running across like a waterfall on a plane or something. And, and it's it's right from the game. Like, split, uh, plot, plot, blah, blah, pick, pick right from the game. And so I'm, that's I, like I, this I, thing so much. So. And I was just like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> She's going to make it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> it's more exciting in the game because in the game, you don't know if you're going to make it. I mean, I died on that part plenty well, of times. I mean, well, know? let's just talk about video game movies and why there's, why most of them, I mean, has there been a good video game movie? Really? No, there? Aaron is not. No. I'm tired of people saying Mortal Kombat. Mortal Kombat was a bad movie. If you want to say it's a bad entertaining movie, then it's fine. It was still a bad movie. Yeah, that. So yeah, no, I, there's not. Yeah, I mean, even you know, Resident Evil movies. I mean, I you know, my my kid liked them, but that's I humored them and watched them. For the most part, I mean, eh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think what, yeah. Like, of them, it was like okay, we get it. It's enough of this shit, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because, you know, video games, it's a personal experience. You know, that that's, you know, you, you're, it's a personal investment in the character while you're playing. And then when you watch it on a movie, you're not playing the game anymore. So right. Like, it feels like you're watching somebody else play the game. Yeah. And it's like, who gives a shit? You know? <laughs> right. Who gives a shit? Right. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, one of my, probably one of the best experiences playing or entertainment wise I ever had was playing Resident Evil 2 on the old PlayStation and right. how intense that was because it, it literally came down to like, um, it, like I, I forgot, I, I, uh, I didn't know when I, when you're on the train and you start the, the thing, like the, the countdown starts, you know, yeah. and I had like, what, five minutes to get out of there, but I didn't fight the boss yet. So I didn't know you weren't supposed to turn that shit on. 
until after you fight the boss. So I turned, <laughs> I turned the shit on. I had five minutes and I killed the tyrant. I killed him. I did. I beat him. But then I was all fucked up and I was like on low health and shit and I had no more, no more herbs. So I'm like limping. It literally came down to like 30 seconds and I'm limping across the bridge and shit. And I was like, go, 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 go. My heart was all pounding. And you know, I didn't say that. This was back then when you, you had to like save. They say it's by like every so often. Yeah, yeah. Well, on the typewriter and shit. You know? Right. I didn't save for like an hour. So if I died, I was going way the fuck back. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, go, go, go. It literally came down to 10, 9, 8. And I was like, go, go. My heart was all pounding. I got on the train like in the last second and then the and beat the game. <laughs> and that was now, totally- now, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. That is an advantage video games as a medium have over yeah. movies. Yeah. Because like a movie, like we're saying, we're watching Tomb Raider, the trailer. We, we know she's going to win. Yeah. You know, doesn't she make it beat up something like that? But, said, but in a video game, you don't know. That situation you have, you very well may lose that situation. You may die. You have to start all that bullshit all over again. Yeah. And I think I was, trying, a- to, I was trying to unlock, like, Hunk, that, that cop with the mask and shit. I was trying to unlock yeah. that character and shit, you know, which I did. But this was, yeah, this is before autosave where it saved you every, you know. No, I was going way yeah, the fuck these back. These pussy-ass gamers today, <laughs> I don't want to start the game over again. So now they do that bullshit autosave now, you know. Yeah, I, yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah, we but didn't yeah. have growing up we you know like like, yeah when i got on that train and and, and you know got on it just in time for the place to blow up and i was like oh holy shit i was like out of breath like (laughs) (laughs) like i said it's some intense shit you know because you don't know if you're gonna make it or not so that's the thing so yeah when you're watching when it's a video game movie you do take that that tenseness out of it and let's be honest with so many video games movies really don't have very good stories anyway even the tomb raider game was awesome but the story was like this shit is some cookie cutter shit you know mm-hmm. it's basically a plot like from back in the 80s or 90s you should see from that so like it works as a game but as a movie it's you, taking it to another level that it might not work that well and i'm hearing that's what happened now eli let me ask you this okay now I was on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a rotten score, so I said, fuck, am I going to watch the movie? Then you get these assholes keep telling me, well, you're going to let Rotten Tomatoes uh, dictate what movies you've seen, what you do. You should watch the movie and decide for yourself. Like, hold up. So you're saying I should watch every single movie ever made before I am allowed to have an opinion on it? Like, that's kind of stupid. Time-wasting. Money-consuming. I mean, look, if I want to do research on a movie or hear some reviews or hear some critics and stuff like that and they saying the movie's not worth your time and I have barely enough time to go see these movies anyway, then yeah, I'm going to see these critics. Now, if they give me a reason to say, yes, you need to go see this movie, I'm going to go see it. If they say no, then they're probably just some shit. I just wait for it to get on, you know, uh, Voodoo or uh, Medium, you know, on streaming sites and stuff like that. But, you didn't I mean, know it's your boss? Didn't you, get, didn't you get a free movie out of your boss or something? I got a free movie on boss. Uh, we saw Black Panther. If my numbers are good again today, or will this end in this month, then we're going to see uh, Infinity War also. I'm like, oh, well, shit. you better buy your tickets now. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> right. Because they're saying the, in six hours, they said the uh, the online like pre-orders already broken Black Panther's record, which had the top record. Damn. Yeah, yeah, so I'm not going to be waiting around the block to see Infinity War. I need to go ahead yeah. and buy my tickets now. It's like I'll shit. be getting up early, seeing it at 9 in the morning, on three hours of sleep again. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> it's going to be nuts. All right, speaking of, can we talk about Black Panther now? Sure. 
Okay, let's talk about Black Panther. Like I said, Black Panther is hitting some impressive numbers right now. Right now, like I said, it hit number one. It is currently at a one billion and some change. On the pace it's going right now, it, it is already here's the point number. It has already grossed over six hundred million mm-hmm. domestically. So there's only one comic book movie that is over right now, and that is Avengers at six twenty three. So it, according to if it keeps up the pace it's been going. Black Panther will probably by next weekend be the highest grossing comic book movie of all time. Domestic. All time. Well, there you go, Kanye. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, Eli, there's some bad news. Uh oh. There's some bad news. I mean, we've all been celebrating uh, Black Panther's been doing this and breaking records and stuff like that, but we've just been talking about domestically. We haven't been talking about foreign or worldwide. I've been monitoring these numbers, Elon. I've been nervous the entire time ever since the first weekend. I like these numbers don't look right. The worldwide numbers don't look right. They're not matching up how they're supposed to. Because, like I said, if if Black Panther has done 600 million domestically worldwide, this movie should probably, if it tracked like the other Marvel movies, it probably should have been at like 1.5 billion already. It probably already outgrossed Avengers and shit like that. But it, but the truth is that the foreign numbers are really low. Lower than what they should be. Uh, and some of that has to do with China. Yeah. Yeah. I say it is. It's part of China. Uh, let me pull up exactly what, what China was saying about it. Now, the thing is, now, I do want to admit this. Now, China actually does have the highest, like, outside of North America, it has the highest gross of any country outside of North America. Right now, it's in China. It did 60, 66 million in China. But here's the problem. 66 of that million, 65 of it they did last week, weekend. Which means this weekend only did 2 million. Damn. Which so you did it just open there? It just opened. It opened it last weekend. Oh, okay. So this weekend, it went from 65 million to 2 million. I don't know the math and the numbers off like that, but that's a, a pretty nice size drop off. And plus, I've been monitoring, you know, uh, China, you know, I can't speak Chinese, nothing like that, but just monitoring what they've been saying about it. And the in China, the movie has been getting bad word of mouth. You know, China does not like Black Panther for some reason. So there's been some reason why they're saying they don't like the movie. Some people saying they don't understand the plot. Some people saying it's making them slick, uh, making them sleepy. And then others are saying that the movie is too black, too black. It's too black. It's too black for China. China don't want to see a black movie. Uh, I'm trying to get the exact quote of what they said. Oh, shit. I don't have it. It was something about. um, Yeah. Okay, I found a quote. So apparently what one reviewer over there said that they say Black Panther is black. All the major characters are black. A lot of scenes are black. The car chasing is black. The blackness is really making me drowsy. You know, they're just saying that the movie is just too black for them. There's too many, too many black people on screen. They can't see what's going on. They can't see the emotions. So, yeah, I mean, you might want to throw out, yeah, China may be racist. I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's one with, that's... you say that it's xenophobic <laughs> or whatever. You know, that's the, maybe what it is. Now, the reason is a lot of people saying, well, fuck China. China don't matter. <laughs> they, that numbers matter. Cause like I said, they're, they that 66 million that's higher than any other country they've done so far even any country in, in africa you know which is which is weird i was about africans to say love, what, what, what do africans think of <laughs> africans love the movie that was okay. it they that i've seen i've seen clips of africans like true african like nigerians and ethiopians and south africans coming out the movies 
loving the movie. Right. They're saying they did a real good job of the movie, but at the same time, they don't they're not putting up the same numbers. I'm uh, let's let's look at this. Let's let's dig into these numbers. Because uh, I thought I, I thought the whole Africa against American black people, like you know, Tiff was still going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's still going. It's, it, the movie, didn't, like I said, Black Panther didn't didn't heal that wound. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, here come the American well, black that, people with a made up African country. <laughs> <laughs> Another reason to fucking get on. <laughs> <laughs> Another reason, to, but no, nah, they they were loving it. But let's let's really look at these numbers. Like I said, number one, and as far as the highest grossing movie outside of North America that grosses, like I said, China at sixty six million. Next. Uh, country is United Kingdom, of course, we had 55, but it dropped down a little bit. Now, number three is interesting is South Korea, but of course, South Korea makes sense because, like I said, some of the movie, like the first part of the movie, was shot in South Korea anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so it kind of makes sense why South Korea would be there. But yeah, that's the thing. It's like China saying the movie has too many black people in it. I don't know if they have a Black Panther two. You might see an Asian dude pop up in the movie or some shit. You know, hey, don't the uh... Don't, like, the Transformers movies do really well over there? Yeah, that's because, like, the last movie, well, and that's the thing, like, Transformers, Fast and the Furious, Vin Diesel is damn near a god in China. Yeah. Like, the like, that's the thing, like, like there's a lot of movies we don't like, oh, we, like, over here, we say, okay, Transformers sucks, Fast and Furious sucks, and we keep wondering why these movies What about like keep making heard, movies. Okay. Yeah, how do, like, how do, like, superhero movies in general do over there? I'm wondering. They do really well. They love okay. superhero movies over there. Oh, uh, like I said, overseas, Iron Man three almost did a billion overseas by itself, like okay. not counting North America. That's where the movie is. Like that movie is right now has still outgrows Black Panther. Because like, I, I don't know, know now. Because yeah. I know like Hong Kong, like or just China Chinese movies for years, especially back in the '90s, like Hong Kong movies were crazy. You know, they were full of magic and superhero type shit way before America was doing Marvel shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. China was doing superhero shit in China, like for years, for decades with, you know, crazy special effects, motherfuckers flying around with swords and throwing lightning out of fucking, you know, throwing fireballs and shit, you know, crazy ass movies. So it's like, you know, I wonder like how, yeah, I guess they... So they do like superhero movies, but yeah, maybe it's a it's a different type of superhero movie yeah. they like. They don't like the traditional superhero movies, you yeah. know. I mean, as far as like Marvel, from what I've been hearing about China, like they like them, but they don't just go fucking nuts over them, you know. Yeah, I heard the now last Star, Star Wars, Wars. They don't give a fuck about Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, I heard Star Wars didn't do so well over there. <laughs> right, and that's the and that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Like you see the change in movies right now. Like okay, the last Jedi. Remember the character Rose. Oh yeah, yeah. She was put in there specifically to pander to a Chinese audience. That's the only reason she was in the movie. They're like, get a Chinese woman, put her in the movie. And it didn't work, but you can see the change of what they're doing right now. Like you say, you mad about the change in Doctor Strange, how they took it from Tibet and they didn't have the ancient one Asian. You know, a lot of it did have to do with China or the reason why Wong. Wong is so prominent in the movie where in the comics he was just a butler. You know, but in this one, he's just as powerful as Doctor Strange. And the last part of the movie took place in China. It's because they are pandering to China. I, here's another thing I looked up, Eli. Like we we like to pretend like China matter. China matter. Here are the top five worldwide movies in the world right now in 2018. This is very interesting. Now, of course, you know it's number one, Black Panther. Number two movie is Operation Red Sea. 
that? You can imagine. I don't know what the fuck that is, but you can it's imagine where it came crazy from. Probably some crazy-ass, like, martial arts fucking... Probably some <laughs> shit. Yeah. Number three is Detective Chinatown 2. Okay. I don't know what the fuck that is, but you can imagine where that's at, you know. Uh, number four is Fifty Shades Free. Okay. Oh, I, okay. <laughs> Porn is worldwide. So, and, and number five is Monster Hunt 2. So, okay. like I said, out of the five movies that are on here, three of these movies we never heard of before. So, obviously, we know that those movies came from China. So, China has just the biggest impact, if not uh, getting to become an even bigger impact than North America market. It's going to get to a point where, like, if, if you're not successful in China, you're not successful. Because this $600 million that Black Panther is doing right now, that's an anomaly. That's not shit that happens every time, you know. So I do think uh, Avengers Infinity War is going to fare a little bit better worldwide because, like I said, people won't say, oh, this movie's too black. This movie's too black. You know, they're going to be like, OK, Thanos beating up people and Captain whatever, especially Captain America doesn't have America. I'm starting to think, is is that because of China also? What's that? Captain America. Okay. They don't like Captain America, or they do. No, 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 no. The the thing that they that Captain America is not Captain America. Remember, he doesn't have a shield. He doesn't represent America. He no longer has a ties to America. I'm thinking that has something to do with the United, you know, the world because right now the world, you know, doesn't have America in a good light. Yeah. So just having him stripped away from his nationality, it kind of makes that character appeal to a wider worldwide audience where at the same time in north america we still recognize him as captain america but if you're in china if you're in africa if you're in ethiopia or britain or whatever like that you can say okay well he's not tied to america he's just some guy he's steve rogers he's the captain he's nomad whatever and it makes him appeal to a overall broader broader audience so i mean that's the thing like china the 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 hollywood market is starting to you know, pay attention more and more to China. And it's getting to the point they're going to pay more and more attention to China than they are to us. Because yeah. getting to that point, because some movies, some American movies do more money over in China than they do here. Fast and the Furious and Transformers, we don't fuck with those movies over here. They love that shit over there. And they're going to keep cranking out sequels because they love that shit over there. Yeah. So. So. Black Panther 2, starring Jet Li. So. <laughs> What else we got on the list? Okay, uh, let's we go. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think. Should we stick with Marvel? We're gonna stick. We're gonna come back to Marvel. No, you know what? We're sticking to. Let's go to Sony. Let's go to Sony. Yeah, let's talk about Sony. So another effect that Black Panther is having on Hollywood is that they're everybody's trying to snatch up every black director they can now, because that's the lesson they learned from it, and they're trying to snatch up every comic book property that features the black character they can also because they think that's the thing. So what they decided to do is take a no-name Spider-Man reoccurring character that had 12 issues and was canceled in the 90s because he was a Spawn ripoff and decided to give him to Spike Lee to make a movie? Eli, why? Uh, Yeah. It's like Hollywood Shuffle. What we need... Is it oh, wait, wait, wait. Time? Look, our younger, our younger uh, <laughs> listeners probably don't know what Hollywood Shuffle is. <laughs> or who Robert Townsend is. He's or who Robert man. Townsend is. He was Meteor Man. <laughs> they know him from Meteor Man, but they don't know Hollywood Shuffle. They don't know, you know, before Hollywood Shuffle, he was this rising starter. Meteor Man, like, nope, you're done. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he predicted this shit 
30 years ago. <laughs> it's fucked up, man. It really is. But yeah, it's, it's weird that this is the lesson of doing, okay, oh, a black director. That's why he's making billions. Oh, black superhero. That's making billions. So just find what, what, like, read the Spider-Man comics. What black hero do we have? Uh, Rocket Racer? Nope. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, that's his name. The guy on the roller stool. <laughs> Rocket racing. I was like, I, remember, I, I thought I was like, who's that dude on the roller skates again? I couldn't remember his name. That's his name. <laughs> so you got two choices. You either got Rocket Racer or Night Watch. That's it. <laughs> That's the only uh, people they own right now. Yeah, six one six Spider Man didn't deal with black people too much, you know. MCU Peter Parker seem to be making up for it now. Yeah. Oh yeah, but that's the thing going right now. So we got it's it's a bad lesson to learn. Nightwatch is a shit character. People saying, well, maybe they do something with it. First off, Spike Lee is the wrong person to do this shit to begin with. Spike Lee doesn't read comic books. He's never picked up a comic book a day in his life. So he doesn't understand the genre. He doesn't understand tropes or understand what make comic books work. Hell, he can barely understand what make movies work. He ain't made a good movie since 10 years. Since Inside Man, which came out in 2006. So yeah. I don't know how the fuck they think he's going to do anything with, with Nightwatch. They can't even do anything with Spawn. How the fuck are going to do anything with a Spawn ripoff? <laughs> I don't, this is the stupidest shit, man. Tom McFarlane need to get off his ass right now. He's like, oh, black superheroes are selling? Tom McFarlane, get off your ass. Stop tweeting every time a superhero movie comes out. Oh, Spawn is on its way. No, Spawn need to be here. <laughs> Yeah. You want to make your money, make your money right now. And he's, and he's, for what I understand, he's barely going to be in the movie. Like, you're, like, oh, shit. He's making it a horror movie, he said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tommy McFarlane, what the fuck you doing? He wondered why Spawn faded the fuck out. You know, it was hot for like two or three years and it faded the fuck out. So, oh, man. But that's one deal. That's one part of the Black Panther effect. There was another end of the Black Panther effect that is kicked in. Uh, Ava DuVernay. Apparently, she has got signed to a comic book movie also because, like I said, superhero movies are, are hot right now. And she has been signed to New Gods. Yeah, like, why? I'm like, why? Who the fuck are they? Why should we give a shit? Like, well, here's the thing. Don't, here's the thing. Don't, yeah, don't make a Batman movie. or <laughs> Right. Make a New God. Because they can't sell Justice League. So let's go obscure and sell some other shit nobody yeah. ever heard of. Yeah. <laughs> like, all these cool characters that they have rights to. Let's not make movies out of them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's get Plastic Man a movie or some shit. You yeah. Know? <laughs> uh. Oh yeah, but that that's part for the course for DC. Like I said, they do stupid shit like this all the time. Like I said, Ava DuVernay. I, here's the thing: I've never actually seen an Ava DuVernay movie. I never have. Now, you she, know. She's the I Wrinkle know. in Time. She did the Wrinkle in she's Time. The, right. Did okay. Wrinkle in Time. That movie is flopping. You know, it doesn't interest me, so I had no interest in seeing it. I know she did Selma. I, maybe she won a war for Selma. I don't know like that. Selma did not interest me at all. One, because I know the story of Selma. I've been to Selma. I've seen the church where all that shit took place at. So I had no reason to watch this depressing ass movie when I already seen this shit in real life. Because, look, I'm sick of slave movies. And it's like a civil rights movie where, you know, everybody in the 60s just get their ass whooped and, and, you know, chewed on by dogs. I'm sick, sick of seeing that shit. That's why Black Panther was so popular, because we're sick of seeing that shit. So, yeah. no, I've never seen an Ava DuVernay movie. So maybe she's good, maybe she's bad. I don't know what she is, you know. But she, but I know a New Gods movie, like, you expect it to be some, like, epic shit, you know. You know, Dark Side and, you know, High Father and Orion and Mr. Miracle. I don't even know what a movie like that would be like. I mean, there's so many characters, and, like, I don't – how would you even 
do a new gods movie you know you gotta be really on your shit to make a movie like that because it's, it's either gonna be awesome or it's gonna be some shit there is no middle ground with new gods yeah and it's, it's, it's just, in the comics also like you either is the comics either gonna fucking suck or it's gonna be some fucking awesome shit you know there ain't well, no middle ground new guy shit well it's like it's, so, it's like dc's doing what they keep doing they're they're trying to oh jesus i'm getting a headache <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're making movies they're digging so deep that only people who are in the comic books are gonna know this shit and right and that, that that they're the ones, and they're going to be divided like they always are, because that's how comic book fans are. And that's right. only the people who are going to see this movie. And it'll probably flop like most of their movies do. Because they're going to spend $300 million on the yeah, movie. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, on characters nobody knows or gives a shit about. Right. And, <laughs> and, and not, it's going to be yeah. that version of Inhumans. So. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> you know... Uh, yeah, because I barely know. I know Darkseid. That's probably the only one I can name. You know, <laughs> I, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. New Guys is probably the most interesting thing DC has. You know, outside of Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, New Guys is the most interesting thing they have because they don't they don't have anything else. That's why they keep using the New Guys. They're like, oh shit, nobody gives a fuck about Green Lantern, and I guess y'all give a shit about Aquaman. I don't really give a shit about Aquaman, but you know. The new guys has this whole mythology and shit like that. It's cool. It's a little, it's, it's really, really out there. So I don't know how you're going to sell it to a casual audience, but yeah. Hey, if she can pull this off, then, you know, more power to, I'm going to go watch the movie, but if it's bad, oh yeah, I'm going to shit on it. I'm going to, this is just DC. We don't know what DC don't know what the fuck they're doing right now. They got, you know, Shazam and some kind of Michelin man padded muscle shirt. You're like, come on, man. Y'all could be better with this shit than that. But, but another story of DC being DC. Let's talk about some good news. Let's go back to Marvel. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, uh, Eli, AMC has released a said they're going to do a 31 hour marathon of the MCU movies leading up to Infinity War. Now, could yeah, you imagine yourself doing that? No, that's okay. I tried doing that with Phase One. I, I, I couldn't even do it with Phase One. And that was only five movies. So <laughs> I, I can I can do it with Phase One. I mean, like I said, you're gonna you're gonna stink. The movie theater is gonna stink. You know, because some people are gonna come in there and they're not gonna be smelling their best before they even walk in there. You're gonna go hungry. You're gonna have to piss. So that's tough. Now, Phase Two, no. Phase Three, what the fuck? And first off, they're saying 31 movies. I have the movies all on a row right now. I have all the way up to Thor Ragnarok. Well, actually, I don't have Thor Ragnarok. I got all the way up to Homecoming. That alone is 33 hours. Now, I count uh, Ragnarok, which is another two hours, so that's 35 hours. They're going to play Black Panther, which is another two hours, which is going to be 37 hours. So it's really 37 hours. Then add Infinity War to it, which is like another two and a half hours. That's 35, 35, 37, 37, 39 39 and a half hours. Let's just say fucking 40 hours. That's 40 fucking hours of movie. You're in the movie theater for two days? Yeah. Two days. Yeah. Two days without food. Two days without sleep. Two days without shower. Two days sitting down. And then at the end, you're going to see the new movie where you're going to be all tired and yeah, <laughs> <Right>. all shit. <laughs> who can do that? I go, who? Who can do that? Yeah. And I, I was at home doing phase one. Like, I tried to do it one night, you know, all in a row. I only made, like, two movies. I made it to the fucking Hulk, and I was like, nah, I'm going to go to bed. 
<laughs> when was the last time you stayed up for two hours straight doing anything? Oh, two days? <laughs> two days, yeah. Yeah, that that yeah, rarely, but it sucked. It's usually because I didn't get any sleep and I got to work and all that shit. Exactly. <laughs> By the time you get to the 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 last day of the fortieth hour, then everything's just like a dream, like yeah. you just sleepwalk shit, you know. Yeah. So, I, I don't. Know. Hey, if you do it, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, everybody is super super hyped over this one thing that dropped, and that was the Infinity War trailer. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Infinity War trailer two blew my socks off. Off you lie. That that trailer was insane. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And I think I think we needed a trailer because I think we needed the hype for Infinity War. Like we knew it was coming, but like, is it is it hype? Do we need to get hype? But after the trailer, that's all everybody talking about now. It's hype. That's when the tickets went on sale. That's when it started selling out looking right. And yeah, that's all about what what did you what did you think about the trailer? You know? I thought it was cool. I want to see it. Just give me it. I want to check it out now. <laughs> yeah, it gave me like a little bit of the dynamics with the different kids. Like you got Gamora talking to Iron Man and, and Peter Quill, you know, Star Lord and Tony Stark having his asshole off with each other. And I'm like, yeah. give me more of that. You can give me two, three hours of that and I'm there. You know, <laughs> fuck everything else. You know, it yeah. was one, it was one thing though that got on my fucking nerves with this trailer though. And it's just been irking me the entire time. Captain America catching Thanos' hand. Oh, really? That irked you? That irked me. That irked the fuck out of me. I'm like, no, he should not be doing that shit. He should not be even struggling. Like, Thanos should just be flattening his ass right now. And I don't know why in the MCU keep giving Captain America this power creep. You know, he's, you know, uh, holding on to a helicopter, you know, with his bare arms, you know, throwing motorcycles at people and shit. I'm like, why did Captain America do that shit? Like, Captain America is not on the same level as say spider-man or luke cage and shit like that like he's strong but he's not super strong they're making him like he's super strong like he like he could probably take superman on a fight or some shit hmm. you know like tone captain america down he's not able to do all this shit but fuck it it's there now he, he can he can I, don't stop. Know, I was like oh shit really I, I that was an oh shit moment for me <laughs> that was like come on man that's more plot stupidity that's what that is that's like you just like captain america has almost just as bad a plot armor as batman like both of those two guys are fucking insane like they just have all these crazy ass feats they shouldn't be doing and they're doing it yes black panther's getting there too but he hasn't had enough issues on appearance to do all the to have the same feet levels that shit like batman did like you know whooping hulk's ass or shit like that you know uh but yeah, that, that's the shit that it, it almost took me out of the movie. Like, I, I don't want to see this movie and watching Captain America blocking Thanos' punches. Like, what, what the fuck? Like, I don't want to see that shit. So, I do. I, I thought that was cool. <laughs> I, I, that shit, I, they better have a good damn reason for that. You know, he better be on some Wakandan herb or some shit, you know, mixed in with the super soldier serum. And now he can punch through buildings and shit. That's where he can catch Thanos' punches and shit. I don't know. It better be some... Cause, how is Thanos going to one-punch man, Tony Stark, in his bleeding-edge armor, dragging Thor by his head, but Captain America will block his punch? Like, what the fuck, man? America, man. Fuck yeah. <laughs> he beats him with patriotism. Like, come on, yeah, man. man. Oh, man. That being said, what else we got on the list? Uh, let's see if it had one more thing we could talk about. Oh. Uh, Eli, well, let's talk about the video game. Let's go to the video game section. We're just going to briefly just touch into it. Uh, have you ever heard a game called Fortnite? I heard of it, yeah. 
I've heard of it. They're actually, they saying it's the new, it's the new phenomenon now. Apparently, this last weekend, this big time Twitch streamer had Drake on there playing the game, and another rapper called Travis Scott on there playing the game, and they had, and they said it broke Twitch record, you know, for most streams in one day or some shit like that. I don't know what the fuck it was fucking insane. This so is they did it. It's a, yeah. This is a Twitch of somebody else playing a game. Oh yeah, yeah. People love seeing other people watch games. That's that's what people do. But in they don't like watching video game movies. Right. <laughs> They'd rather watch somebody else play a video game than watch a video game movie. Okay. That's worth saying. Okay. Yeah. I I don't understand this. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm look. I'm a Twitch streamer myself, so I get it. I get it. Okay. I'm gonna tell you why. Like a lot of people don't yeah, like a lot of people don't get it why you would watch somebody else play another video game because it's not you're not just watching the video game you're also watching that guy's personality the guy will maybe joke or some shit tell you some shit or maybe it's a chick just with some big titties and cleavage out and you just want to watch that shit and it happens you know but either way it's exciting sometimes it depends on what they're doing and sometimes it's just better you playing the game and stuff like that but anyway this broke the records because people want to see drake play the game i guess he was gonna leak some new music some shit i don't know what the fuck ever like that but that's what they did there fortnite has been selling these crazy ass numbers it's like the number one selling game right now you can play the game on every single platform uh xbox pc you can play it on your iphone against other people on their system also everything now, what is it is it a shooter or something yeah, it's like a shooting game. You team up. I don't know. I haven't played the game myself. But hearing all this shit, I'm like, well, damn, maybe I'm missing out. Maybe I should play this shit. You know? hmm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to play. I heard it's like a free download some shit. I'm going to check it out, see what it is. But they're saying you can play. Everybody's included with it except the PlayStation 4. You can't oh. play it on PlayStation. Oh. But everybody else can play, Watch it, what I got. play against each other. <laughs> so... You're right. That's what you got. I'm, I'm, like I said, I got it on PC. Uh, it, it should be free. I'm going to check on it tonight and see about that. So, I don't know. Um, All I got for video game section. I guess we can actually move to the bread and butter. Can we move to the bread and butter? Uh, sure. Talk about the bread and butter. Okay, so like I said, this is the Comic Book Books podcast where we sometimes talk about comic book, uh, comic books sometimes, but we're going to talk about it right now because we got some new releases coming out. And Eli, I'm going to let you go first because you read a shitload of books and I read barely nothing. So, okay. I'll let you start it off. All right, well, let's see. Um, what do I want to read? Uh, okay, Punisher 222, War Machine, Part 5 or Part 4? I can't remember. Uh, <laughs> part 5, Punisher, War Machine, Part 5. Oh, yeah, this is great. This is just good old-fashioned Punisher carnage. Um, so General, or whatever was his name, the General Petrov or whatever, the mad general that took over some Eastern European country with uh, um, shield shield tech. You know, he raided a shield base after they went under because of the shit cap, Nazi Captain America did back in Secret Empire. So he, mm-hmm. he's got a bunch of uh, shield tech and he took over a country. He's basically a warlord, dictator. Uh, Nick Fury hired, uh, got the Punisher, said, hey, go take this guy out. I'll give you some war machine army to do it. So that's what he's been doing. So in this, in this, picks up where the last issue left off, where um, the the general is in hiding. Um, Punisher was going around killing all his lieutenants and generals and shit. And he, finally, the general came out on public TV and said, uh, you know, hey, Punisher needs to leave the country. He's a terrorist, and if he doesn't, I'm gonna not, I'm gonna launch a nuke. I'm gonna launch a nuke. And Punisher's like, okay, he came out of hiding. Cool. So Punisher goes to where the general is, and uh, when he gets there, turns out. A bunch of ex-Shield agents that were, you know, 
working at the shield base, they ended up, they, the general hired them. So there's a bunch of shield agents with their own war machine armors. So Punisher shows up and he has to fight a bunch of Iron Men. They're all a bunch of war machines. So it's a, it's a cool ass, you know, fight action sequence of Punisher taking out all these other guys, you know, heads blowing up and shit. Just, just all that good, good old fashioned violence you like. Um, you know, Punisher picking up tanks and shit and blowing shit up. All that good shit. At the end of the comic, the general launches the nuke and they're like, oh shit. And, uh, Punisher like flies off to go stop it and that's where it ends. So, uh, this was just as fuck it. Five out of five. This was just <laughs> flat out fun. It was just, <laughs> it was mostly action, which was fine, but it was just crazy, ultra violent, you know, heads blowing up and throwing tanks and shit. It was just, just straight up carnage. Good old fashioned Punisher carnage that I love. And it, it was just a lot of fun. So. <laughs> Except he's running around in a, in a war machine suit. So yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so yeah. Cool. Cool. Okay, I guess I'm next. I guess I'm going to uh, review Marvel 2-in-1. Uh, like I said, this is the book with uh, the Human Torch and the Thing running around, so it's the Fantastic Two. You know, okay. I want to talk about this book for the longest, but every time I get, every time they come out with the issue, some big shit happens, and we kind of just, you know, just uh, don't even talk about comics at all. But I finally get a chance to talk about the book. So basically what's going on with the book right now is that, like I said, they've had some issues. I'm not going to talk about the other issues before, but right now, Johnny Storm and the Thing has showed up, and they got some brand new costumes. They got finally in some fantastic. They got a four on the logo and stuff like that. And the thing is, they are looking. Well, the whole premise of the book is that they're looking for Reed and Sue and the kids, you know, Franklin and Vanessa, stuff like that. They're looking for because they're in the multiverse somewhere. They think, but they don't know. But the thing is, they find out that they they don't find them. They're gonna go powerless because some for some reason the Fantastic Four have some kind of link or connection that if they're not in the same universe, they'll eventually lose all their powers. So right now they're on a t- like a ticking time clock to to find them if they're on it. But the thing is, Thing actually knows that they're not really even out there. He's just telling Johnny that stuff just so he can come on the adventure with him because he knows if, if when Johnny didn't think they were out there, he was on a just self-destructive phase. Like if something would have happened to him if he didn't have something to believe in and he think that he can find Reed and Sue. So anyway, they they're there. He calls Spider Man. Spider Man shows up and he was like, "Uh, ain't y'all missing somebody? Y'all finna go on this grand adventure to go look multiverse, but y'all missing a big brain. Yeah, man, if y'all missing a brain at all, because you are stupid. S T U P I D. You think Captain America's last name is America? So you need a big brain for you going this adventure. He's like, don't worry, we got somebody coming. So they got some some scientist, super scientist chick named. Uh, Rachna Cruz, something like that. Dr. Cruel, I guess we're going to call it for the rest of the issue. She only wants to come with them because, uh, she wants Reed's tech that left behind. And they promise her Reed's tech and she will, uh, take them to the multiverse and give them back their powers so they won't go around being powerless. So they all tie up together. They go into some kind of warp zone or some shit like that. And they go through the multiverse and they're saying, we're going to find the multiverse and find the last signal where Reed was, that way you can find him in this other multiverse. So they go to this other multiverse to look up, and she tells him, okay, uh, 50 feet away from here is the Baxter building. That's where I'm getting Reed's last signal. Y'all go find him. I'm going to do something else. She's like, okay. So they go to the Baxter. So, you know, Johnny and, and Ben go to the Baxter building. But on the way to the Baxter building, they see She-Hulk and Wolverine standing there waiting for them with shield outfits on. And they basically look at them like, okay, what the fuck are you guys doing here? They're like, hold up, hold up, y'all know us, right? 
And like, and then Wolverine's like, okay, you got three chicks to tell me why the fuck are you here? One, and then one of his claws unsheathed. And Johnny Snow's like, wait a minute, I'm trying to two, another one of his claws unsheathed. He's like, I'm trying to tell you, you guys know it. Three, and then he just stabs Johnny Storm in the, in the chest. <laughs> he's like, that would you get you fucking scroll? I told you not to bring your ass back here. And then he looks at his claw. He's like, oh shit, this is real blood. Oh, you're not a scroll, are you? He's like, no, I'm not a fucking scroll. They're like, oh shit. So they need to take him to the Baxter Bills and patch him up so, you know, he because and then he apologized for stabbing him in the chest. He was like, well, fuck you. You weren't supposed to stab me in the chest for any reason. So they take him to Reed Richards, but it's not their Reed Richards. It's this universe's Reed Richards. And Reed, and Reed sees them and he freaks out. He's like, no, you're not supposed to be here. How the fuck are you alive? And they're like, and they look at him, he's all bearded up and he's like strung out and shit like that. And, you know, Johnny asks Re, uh, Wolverine, he's like, what happened to him? Like, I thought this this is not our read. This is your read, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought what happened to us. First thing, we got hit with a scroll invasion, like secret invasion. But it was way worse than what happened to your universe. They took over half a million. They took over half our planet and replaced everybody. So we're still recovering from that. Then on top of that, Galactus tried to eat our planet. First thing, the Ben Grimm of this world tried to stop Galactus. Galactus flipped his finger and... And he just turned into a pile of ashes right then. Reed lost it right then. So Reed went on a suicide mission to try to just kill Galactus. Didn't care if it took out the entire universe or whatever. But before he can get there, this universe's Dr. Doom got to Galactus first. And he built some kind of crazy-ass machine that somehow turned him into Galactus. So now you have Galactus Dr. Doom. And Dr. Doom tells everybody in the planet, uh, tells everybody on Earth at the same time, don't worry, I have control of Galactus. I will not eat the earth. You have my word. And then he flies off. And then, but then the Ben Graham of, you know, our universe is like, okay, so that's cool. But what happened? Something had to happen to make Reed go crazy. But the thing is, Reed is right now working 27 around the clock to keep us alive. Because the thing is, even though Dr. Doom promised not to eat the earth, he ate everything else. There is no universe here. <laughs> The Earth is the only thing live, and Reed Riches of this universe, the only thing keeping this universe, the, keeping this planet from being swallowed up also. So they see the outside universe, and there's nothing there but just Earth, and that's it. And the next book is going to be, to be continued, Doom Universe, you know. So that's how the book goes. Ah, okay. Pretty cool book. I liked it. It's some crazy shit going on, some good repartee tour. And I like the, the whole chemistry between, you know, Ben and Johnny you know, away from Reed and Snoop, just, just between them two, because they always seem like they were just friends or friends, but this one, they actually seem like, it seemed like a buddy cop road trip that I, I kind of like the dynamic. I want to see it go on a little bit longer, but I know they, it won't be that much longer because people are going to demand for the Fantastic Four to get back, but I kind of like the way it's going now, you know, just with them. I get a book of four to five. Yeah, four to five. Cool, cool. Mm -hmm. All right, well, um, I guess... I'm on the fence about it. Was, I wasn't what, gonna talk about it because I wasn't really into it, but I figured, fuck it, I will. So, Thrawn number two from Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Um, basically, this is uh, I just found out this is based on the novel by Timothy mm. Zahn. So, I guess this is the adaption, I guess, of the novel. You know, so which would make sense because this second issue seems to like they're trying to cram a lot of shit. Now, this, this is Marvel? Yeah, this is Marvel. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're trying to cram a lot of shit into this one issue. And it's basically, you know, the first issue was very strong. You know, we, we find out that Thrawn is from some lost warrior tribe. And, you know, he uh, basically uh, fights his way on, 
into the empire and you know they're like wow you've got you got some skills we're going to we're going to make you a lieutenant so he's they're make, they're fast tracking him at, to be a, to be like a a commander in the in the imperial navy um and um which basically pisses off all the other cadets so that that was the first issue he's kind of pissing off cadets because they they feel like you know he's getting special treatment and they're trying to like fuck him over and shit but he outwits them so it's more of the same in this book. This now he's got he's the lieutenant on some uh, ship called the Blood Crow, and they're investigating. There's some uh, derelict spacecraft that they find, and they go and check it out. It turns out it was uh, hijacked by pirates, and they get captured at one point. But of course, you know, uh, Thrawn, you know, <clears throat> out outwits them and escapes and shit and. Um, it's it's just more of the same. A lot of a lot of talking, a lot very wordy, a lot of just talking heads. Um, not a lot of action. Just uh, more of the same. You know, lieutenant like the captain of the ship, basically um, is trying to yeah, trying to like belittle Thrawn and shit. And you can just tell Thrawn is like, you know, strategizing his way. You know, it's it's basically that. Just showing how smart he is and how he's outwitting everybody. Um, not a lot happens in this one, um, and it was it was it was a big letdown, especially since the first issue was so strong. But uh, you know, I'm I'm hoping it'll pick up. It, it basically sets up a lot of shit. This this issue. Uh, so other than that, I give it shit. Fuck it, two out of five. I mean, I really was. I've had a hard time like be, getting into this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's probably so much set up before then. It's kind of yeah. You know. I mean, and then when I saw it's based on the novel, I was like, okay, it sounds like they're just trying to cram everything, like all this plot, into this one issue, and then hopefully next issue it'll start. You know, because I think it's out of five or six. You know. Okay, so it's not going to be a long one. So okay. no, it's it's just it's a mini series. So so yeah, so they got to cram what three hundred. 400 pages of a novel into, you know, five issues of a comic. You know, it's, so. Don't know how it's going to work, but oh well. Yeah. So and yeah. this time, Marvel just feel like they slap Star Wars on anything is going to sell. So yeah. Cause their so, books yeah. are always like top of the, top of the chart. So yeah. So that was that one. Yeah. Throw number two. Okay. Uh, my last book I have here is, uh, Avengers 684. Now Eli, I'm pissed. Oh yeah. Here's why I'm pissed because I've been talking about Avengers, this no surrender story, like since it started for like the last two months, right? Uh huh. No one gave a shit. But this book, everybody and their mama's been talking about this book. Okay. Like, oh, now you want to jump on the bandwagon now. Because basically, this, this book, remember when we were talking about, oh, the Hulk might come back, the Hulk come back? Well, the mm-hmm. Hulk's back now. Yeah. So, we saw that anyway, <laughs> we saw it coming. But now, since Hulk is back, everybody and their mama, oh, look, the Hulk is back. Look at this book, this book. Like, we've been talking about this book for like two months now. We've been saying it. Anyway, let me get to the book. Anyway, the book starts off with uh, you see it just plain dark and you just see uh, this dialogue and this dialogue is there. Run, you fool. Uh, the bomb is coming. And then well, what bomb? Like hide here in this uh, trench and before before you die. And then the next page, you see it. Bam. Bruce Banner getting exploded in a, in a gamma bomb. <laughs> so, you know, where the on. And then they said and then they show the next page and they said the doctors basically just put a toe tag on Bruce Banner like, yeah, he's dead. There's nothing wrong. With it's like six, five, six hours later, something like that. And then Banner wakes up all of a sudden just starts screaming just like he was screaming when he was in the bomb. You know, 
like he basically saying like you never stop. And the funny thing is, I went back and read uh, Incredible Hulk number one. It plays out exactly word for word, dialogue, dialogue, just like that. Even though they don't put in that he died, they just said he woke up six hours later. So oh, yeah. pretty, pretty cool twist. Anyway, the whole time through the rest of like the next 10 panels, they pretty much show every single time Hulk has died in the Marvel comics. Like got his head chopped off by Captain America, stabbed in the eye by Hawkeye, uh, turned into old age jumbled in the whatever every single time hulk has ever died they showed in the comics they were like there's one constant with rage it never dies and then they see uh in like one of the secret empire books like that like bruce banner wakes up he like you got you just can't stop it can he like telling uh arnim zola like you just can't stop yourself can you i keep trying to rest you guys won't let me rest you keep bringing me back so this last time i don't care what you do with hulk just let me rest and, but they don't show what happens after that. But then the next thing you see, um, Hulk is back. Basically, Hulk is running around and he's pissed. And the challenger, you know, with this whole game going on, he's like, that. yeah, now the, cha- the Hulk is back. Now we got an even playing field right now. Now my warrior is in the game. So uh, we cut to that. What do we have? Okay. Now I'm going to give you a little bit of backstory. Apparently, there is a female Asian Iron Man in the Avengers. Okay. Not Riri. They got a female black one, but they got a female Asian one also. Okay. And her name is Tony with an I. And so another story with her anyway. But anyway, she's an Asian female Iron Man. She's working on some shit. She got some stuff going on. And uh basically Falcon's team is telling her, okay, we go we're gonna regroup in ten minutes. I need all the Avengers at this spot right here. Let me know y'all get here. Okay, cool. But before they can get that going there, uh Voyager pops up. Voyager just teleports in the middle with the pyramid and like, oh, Voyager, why are you here? But then they see this Voyager, something not right with her. And what she does is that she locks herself into a vault, like this vault that nobody can get into with the pyramid. And the is like, wait, what the fuck? So, but none of the events can get there. No, they're phasing powers, electricity powers. None of that shit can get through the vault. She's just stuck in there. So they're like, uh, Falcon, we can't get in there. Something's wrong. But in there, Voyager finally reveals who she really is. She was like, uh, like she, she the entire time, just like Hulk is the challenger's like secret weapon. She is the grandmaster secret weapon. Like she said, every time grandmaster plays these games, he always sends me in here to do some shit. But this time he not only gave me teleporting powers, he gave me powers to basically like rewrite history. So I went in there, rewarped their minds, just did a little bit enough so they can't question who I really am. But this time when the game is over, grandmaster not going to put me back in the box like they did before. I'm going to change the rules of the game. So I'm going to play him. Because I learned everything from my father, and that's how I'm going to beat him. So it turns out, they don't say her name, but apparently she's the Grandmaster's daughter. That's what she is. And she just, yeah, she just changed history around just to kind of like, you know, that way so the challenger doesn't know who she really is. So she can be like a secret spy in there and like change the rules of the game, you know. That being said, Hulk is still running around. Hulk just don't give a fuck about nobody. They see the masters of evil. They're like, this game is getting all fucked up. We're getting the fuck out of here. Hulk finds them and beats the fuck out of them. Like breaks one of their spines, punches another one in the face. Like, like he's just fucking ruthless. This, is, this Hulk is way more ruthless than was before. He ain't talking, no Hulk smash. He's just beating people to fuck it, fuck up. Then while the other Avengers are trying to get into this vault, then they hear this loud boom, this here explosion, and it is the Hulk. He's trying to get into the Avengers base, and they realize he's trying to get Avengers base because he's trying to get to Voyager. He wants to 
Smasher or some shit. I don't know, whatever like that. So then the biggest, strongest Avenger that they have on the team right now, his name, uh, her name is Pod. She's supposed to be some kind of intergalactic weapons like that. Don't really know a whole backstory. But anyway, she walks up, sees the Hulk. She was like, Hulk, I am, I have the power of the entire planet inside me. Even you can't. And then before she even start, Hulk just rips her armors off, just slap her around and just keep walking. They're like, oh shit. And then they have a, they have a red Hulk on their team too. But this guy, his powers have been kind of fucked up and shit like that. And he's telling Tony, not Tony Stark, but Asian Tony, female Tony, you're like, put me in the game. Let me go fight uh, Hulk. And you're like, look, even the other Red Hulk on his best day couldn't fight this Hulk. So if you go against him with your, where your powers are right now, you will die. If you fight this Hulk, you will die. Well, that may be true, but you, if we put our heads together, we may can find a way to get around this shit. Like, okay, let's do that. So they just send Avenger after Avenger after the Hulk. Hulk just fucks everybody up, doesn't even care. The Living Lightning shows up. He's like, okay, look, I'm going to change myself into a, a billion joules of electricity, and I'm going to shock Hulk with every single blast, like the power of what the fuck ever. And he just blasts the fuck out of Hulk. Hulk barely even budges. You're like, what the fuck? So he he did so much power to himself, he passes out. Like Hulk didn't bust, so Hulk keeps going. But before Hulk can actually get into that vault to go get Voyager, Red Hulk shows up. He's like, "All right, you ready for me? Because now we're gonna uh, uh, even the playing field." And this Hulk is wearing an Iron Man outfit. He's wearing, you know, Tony's Iron Man outfit. And you're like, "Now you gotta fight the Iron Hulk or some shit." And Iron Hulk. Yeah, and the book cuts off. <laughs> now this That's is it. this is the Banner Hulk, right? Right. This is Banner Hulk versus Red Hulk. In an Iron Man suit. So is Hulk wearing a Hulkbuster? Okay, that makes a lot versus of sense. Versus Banner Hulk. Because the Red Hulk can't fight Hulk. Wait. So he's got to wear an Iron Man Banner Hulk. Iron Man is. Banner Hulk in an Iron Man suit. No, 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 no. Banner Hulk, Banner Hulk is just Hulk. Like he's just walking oh, around just fucking oh, everybody. Red Hulk in an Iron Man suit. Red Hulk is wearing an Iron oh, Man suit. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah, so basically he's kind of wearing a Hulk buster himself they know to take who out the Hulk, Hulk because is? Which, who's the Red Hulk? Yeah, we, we know I just forgot his name. It's it's not it's not Ross. It's not okay. Ross. It's a it's a new guy. He's an army general also. I just my his name is escaping me. That's all. But okay. his whoever he is actually relevant. It he's just some it army. Ain't tall tall it ain't tall either. either. It's it's some guy you've never heard of before, okay. and he just got the Red Hulk armor. So okay. Yeah. So who he is is irrelevant. But basically, the next issue is going to be Hulk versus Hulk Buster Hulk. Hulkbuster Red Hulk or whatever. So yeah, I give this book, man, I give it a four point five out of five. It was fun as fuck, man, because Hulk is back beating the fuck out of people. Uh, they finally revealed that Voyager is not some kind of huge retcon like the Century bullshit. No, she's been fucking everybody over and playing games and shit like that. Uh, it was a double sized issue, so it gave you more bang for your book. I just had fun with this issue. I'm enjoying this No Surrender. I, at first, I was really pissed off about this storyline, but I'm really enjoying it now. To be honest with you. Well, cool. That so, sounded yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like old school Hulk shit. You know, he's whipping right. everybody's ass. <laughs> and you, uh, next week, we're not gonna read this book, but, but next week there's gonna be a damage book, damage number three, which oh. is DC's Hulk. <laughs> but he's fighting Wonder Woman. Oh no, shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm ready for that book. So. <laughs> All right, cool. DC should have been doing that shit to begin with, man. Using Wonder Woman to sell books. I don't know why the fuck they haven't been doing that. <laughs> Yeah. All right, my last book. I got uh, the New Mutants, Dead Souls number one. Okay. Um, from what I understand, this is a, a five issue miniseries. 
So. Uh, oh, so it's not ongoing. Okay, I thought yeah, it was ongoing. I, I guess it's just a five. I, 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 they're probably, I, you know, you know, Marvel's gonna, is, you know, rebooting everything again. So I'm sure <laughs> this is set up to whatever the hell else they're gonna do. Um, now let's see. I picked this up, you know, because I felt obligated. You know what I'm saying? You know, native characters and shit. I'm like, cool. I should grab this. You know. Danny mm-hmm. Moonstar's in it. I flipped through it, seen a dark-haired chick. I'm like, okay, cool. There's Danny Moonstar. I read it. That was Karma. That was the Asian chick. So it wasn't Danny Moonstar. Oh, shit. So, so Danny, Moonstar, yeah, Danny Moonstar is not in this book. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they got your money anyway. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, it's like what you said, the rule of two. We got Warpath. <laughs> Warpath and Red Wolf. That's all, all the natives they need right now. One of you have to go. <laughs> we can't make this a native book. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to cram, yeah, shove Red Wolf down our throats and make them cool. And, uh, <laughs> you know, for some reason. <laughs> right, which he has no powers. He's just yeah. some dude. Yeah. And then uh, and then Warpath's fucking Domino right now in, in the Weapon X book. So good for wow. him. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, so, uh, New Mutants, Dead Souls, um, this has, uh, Richter, Magic, Boom Boom, Strong Guy, and Wolf. Oh, I love Boom Boom, okay. Yeah, so this is the team, this is the squad they got, and basically they're in, uh, Louisiana or Alabama or some place where a hurricane happened. Mm-hmm. A hurricane, like, fucked up a town, they're there trying to help survivors, um, they go to like the FEMA camp or whatever, and there's a bunch of zombies. So they get attacked by zombies, and it's just the first like three quarters of this book is just them fucking you know killing zombies and shit. It's pretty cool, really action packed. Um, turns out uh, one of the um, one of the vic- one of the zombies was uh was, had had like jewelry, and it turns out one of the the workers for the FEMA camp or whatever took the, took the jewelry off this corpse. And it turns out the corpse was the corpse of a witch. And her jewelry was like a some sort of match, put a magic spell of protection or something. And that's what raised the dead. That's what raised these zombies. So they give the ring back to this witch and the zombies disappear and everything's good. Again. And of course, magic had to do some shit in limbo to, you know, to square the deal or whatever, you know, because she's, you know, does her magic shit. Um, they go back to, uh, uh, the headquarters, which is basically that's where Karma comes in, and it's the uh, the Hitachi headquarters, or corporation. She's in charge of it now, and um, and basically saying, yeah, uh, you guys, you guys did all right, even though you know you, you raised the dead and all this shit and blah 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 blah. But I got another assignment for you, and um, and it cuts to like Connecticut, and these kids are beating up another kid, calling him Mutie and shit. He's like, I'm not a mutant. He's like, well, prove it. Okay, well, you got to go to the alone man's house. And it turns out the alone man is some weird, creepy dude who eats mutants or something. So he's like, got this like creepy okay. cabin in the woods. So that's where it ends. And so basically, it's like a, it's got like an X Files sort of horror feel to it. They're like, a, they're they're basically this team is basically investigating paranormal phenomena, activity like the X Files type shit. So that's what the okay. that is. Um, I've never known the New Mutants to. I, I understand they trying to set up the movie shit like that, but they not really a horror book. I don't understand yeah. this this yeah. this thing to make them horror. You know. Yeah, I think yeah, I think because of the movie, and I I hear the movie's supposed to be about the demon bear and all that shit that they're trying to make it 
be more, yeah. you know, well, you got the werewolf, you got Wolvesbane, you got magic is supposed to be a witch or sorceress and some shit, and of course, whatever. And, fuck and that's what she is in the comics. I mean, yeah, I, I get that, but yeah. I mean, with the team that you describe, look, you got Boom Boom and and Richter and all these X-Force dudes. And so I'm thinking, okay, this is going to be some slam-bam action shit, you know. Yeah. But then you're saying it's horror and shit like, okay. Yeah, that's... They're, yeah, they're fighting zombies. I mean, the art's cool. Like, what the you fuck? Know? You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, they even make references to Walking Dead and shit. <laughs> it's funny. Like, what the hell is going on? The new <laughs> So they, I, I guess, I don't know. Yeah. And it's funny because I was like thinking like, okay, these guys aren't, uh, you know, it's not the crew that I would think. You know, I mean, they're kind of borrowed from, like you said, the X-Factors and, like, late 90s New Mutants. And they were the X-Force. I can remember the New Mutants turned into the X-Force. Yeah, and, uh, you know, so I was, like, thinking, where the hell, you know. But then, but but Karma kind of, like, addresses that. You know, she's like, yeah, I had another crew in mind, like Sunspot and Cannonball, but they're off doing some other shit. So that's why I had to use They're they're in the Avengers books. Right. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Like, Hulk was beating the fuck out of both of them, you know? <laughs> yeah. So she kind of mentions, yeah, I had a better team in mind. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I got you instead. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I mean, it, it's, for what it was, it was it was, it was fun. And it's it's, like, it's a mini-series, you know. I'll, I'll check it out. I give it a four out of five. The art's really cool. And it's just a fun story. Like I said, half first half was just action. You know, them fighting zombies and shit. You know? So... You know, so okay. yeah, I'll 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 check it out, see where it goes. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, any, any more books left on the? No, that's it. That's all, all right. I got. That's all I got. I got nothing else. Okay, so cool. All right. So, like I said, if you've been listening this long, uh, definitely like, share, and subscribe. Let us know what you think about the podcast. Leave a review or some shit like that. We got a a plethora of other podcasts on um on the Outright Geekery Network. Work we have. Uh, Eli's own Geek Sal, which is kind of like our sister podcast. We kind of like got some symbiotic relationship, but they're going to touch on some things also. Some other podcasts going on also, uh, Comic Cast and This Geek and Comics and Instruments of Destruction and Get Valiant and Hulu TV. Look, we got a podcast for you every day of the week <laughs> and probably more than that. So you got, we got you covered for the every day of the week. You just want to listen to all of us. Uh, Next week, like I said, we're going to have some more books we're going to talk about, some some other crazy nerd, nerd shit that's probably going to pop up also, especially if we get close to Infinity War, but have to stay tuned to see what happens. Uh, Eli, got anything left to talk about? Or? I think we got it. We got it. Okay. Until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And we will talk to you guys, same bullet time, same bullet channel.